Dear Edna, I never answered a personal ad before, but I found yours irresistible. My name is Woodrow. I like holding hands and dinner by candlelight. And oh yes, I really hate yo-yos. Oh, Woodrow. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by the Simpsons quotes that nobody gets anymore. Facebook page and nohomers.net. I am Dando. I am Mitch. 75,000 likes on Facebook. Well done to us. Well done to all of our supporters as well. Yeah, thank you very much to everyone that's come along for the ride. I'm yes. sure the vast majority of those 75,000 have never listened to the show. So if you're <laughs> on the page and you see someone comment and you think that maybe deep down they're only commenting for the memes... You send them a message and say, listen to what the boys are doing. The best way to help us is to just spread the word about the show. So when you see us posted on Facebook, just share that post. Mm. The more people that see it, the more people that listen, the better it is. Yeah, exactly. Better for everybody. Exactly right. And uh, 75,000 likes, 75 cc's of blood was given by me today as well. So I'm a little bit in the mood where more so than ever, I feel like I can probably say anything right now. I think I donated blood at school once. Yeah, okay. Maybe, uh, I don't recall. Maybe it was just a needle. I mm. do remember the girl passing out, though. There was a really, really scary There's girl, always one. And she just dropped. Before she even got the needle. It was just the fear of the needle. Oh, she, really? She passed yeah, out, okay. yeah. I, thought, I thought, thought it might have been that she didn't have the sausage roll or something. That they give you. <laughs> I just wanted the 12 bucks and a free cookie myself. Yeah, no, there's a shortage in Victoria at the moment, though. I heard um, there's a blood shortage, so uh, I think they only have like two days' worth of emergency supply. So In the whole state? Uh, something like that. According to the radio, you know, who knows? Maybe it was just a scare campaign, but it was enough to get me in and do my civic duty. My wife, uh, Nicola, she's not allowed to donate blood because she was in England when, she they had mad cow. <laughs> when they had mad cow disease. Oh, Right, yes. that was ages ago. Yeah, but does that it, stay around? If you lived, if you were a certain age or whatever, or you in that certain part of England during that time period, not allowed to donate not, blood for a certain amount of time or something. I yeah, don't know. Okay, I presume anyone that's uh, competing at the Olympics might be the same with the Zika virus. I don't know anything about that. I know it's bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about Apparently it. Apparently, it's all over Brazil. Like when, when you said it, I just looked at him like, I don't know nothing. I got <laughs> nothing. Did. I got nothing. He looked at me and went, "Uh oh, he's got nothing to come off the back of this." <laughs> I'm like, is this a joke? Like, I don't understand. Never heard of it. No, but, no, it's a very real thing. Uh, <laughs> no <laughs> comedy to be had. All, all it's been this week is just it Brexit everywhere. It causes human um, growth, like baby defects. Their brain doesn't grow, so then they have a really small head. They oh. look like the kind of Goombas from the uh, movie version of Super Mario Brothers. I watched it the other day. <laughs> I know that you laughed at me then because even though you don't know what I'm talking about, you know that was a really insensitive way to describe it. <laughs> I do know what a Goomba is in that movie. They look nothing like Cooper Troopers. No. <laughs> anyway, we're here to review Bart the Lover, an episode that had more classic moments than I remember it having. Mm. I thought it was really great. It was a real breakthrough episode for not only Mrs. Krabappel, oh, that's the obvious one, but also yeah. Ned Flanders. This is the funniest scene we've seen involving Flanders. At the dinner table? Yes. Yeah. Up until the point... Up to this point in the series, mm. especially when he calls the Reverend as well. Yeah, just everything about it's just hilarious. It's all great. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, not to not to ruin it before we get to that part of it, but I love that you know you knew I had a temper when you married. Yes, me. <laughs> it's so it's like out of character. It's so funny. Yeah, you know, it's just it's amazing. And then it's just Todd, I don't want any damn vegetables. <laughs> amazing. Anyway, we'll get into that scene. What do you think of the episode? Yeah, I liked it overall. Like, it's not one of the strongest. I feel like we've kind of hit a little bit of a mid-season lull of season three, mm. where they're not 
the greatest episodes, but they're also, they are episodes that I get excited about when I'm looking through the list. It's just, you know, I'm watching this in contrast to Homer at the Bat that's coming up. Like, it's 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 a good episode, but it's nowhere, near, it's nowhere near as great as what's around the corner. When you know Homer at the Bat's coming, though, nothing's going to be as good. You're no, like, I almost I want, just want to get to it now. Yeah, I wanted to skip it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I wonder if anyone will notice. Is it the next one? I think so. Oh, awesome. I can't wait for it. There's another episode in this season that I'm really not really looking forward to. It's uh, Bart's Friend Falls in Love. It's just like, eh. yeah, that's that's one of the weaker ones. Like, I think it's not terrible, but I'm just I'm just not excited for it. I remember earlier in this season, like Flaming Moe's, and there's so many episodes that I was really looking forward to reviewing. Now, mm. like you said, bit of a lull. Yeah, I, I hope it's not coming out though on the show. I hope we're still enthusiastic about that, it. Oh, of course we will be. We're professionals, but I think <laughs> that, or I'll just get drunk. Uh, the, you know, the, the the worst one for me about, or the most the worst part for me about Bart's friend falls in love mm. is. Like, the stakes are so low. Who gives a shit that two 10-year-old boys went a week of one of them being infatuated by a girl? Like, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> That just means nothing to me. Crab in the leg. Already a few facts about the episode before we get into reviewing it. The subplot, obviously, where Homer tries to clean up, which is a great subplot that I forgot was in this episode, yeah. where he tries to clean up his language, uh, was written partially in response to the many complaints that the show would receive about the language on the show. Oh, okay. So that was sort of like their way of... Saying, fuck you. Yeah, I hope those people listen to our show. <laughs> I did love when um, when they first bring up the... Or when Flanders brings up to Homer, can you please stop the language? When we go half-cocked and we make yeah. asses of ourselves and yep. stuff, just sneaks the words in there anyway. Uh, also, Dan was actually asked to do the swearing when he was doing the recording. So oh, okay. In the montage scene, yep. where it cuts to him putting the money in the jar, Dan was Dan, actually swearing. So, there's outtakes where he's actually saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good because yeah. there's nothing worse than you see this in really bad stage acting all the time when someone knows that the other person is about to cut them off and yeah. they never say the word properly nah. they'll go oh f- yeah like, well, no one swears like that yeah, yeah exactly yeah. now the funny story about the fact that not only dan had to swear apparently there was a tour going on of the studio that day <laughs> with <laughs> eight-year-old kids so great yeah <laughs> i bet you they didn't need him to swear I, like, I, yes. I, I would love for nothing more than like the director didn't want it or anything along those lines, but it was just one person with, a, it would have been Harry, someone with a good sense of humor <laughs> that went, oh, by the way, they want you to uh, to swear. <laughs> really get into it. Yeah. Make sure you say it loud enough for the kids to hear. Yeah. Uh, uh, Don't worry, it's a soundproof booth. That door is open, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> What was that? Nothing. <laughs> Mike Reese said that apparently the kids were just like gobsmacked before yeah. they were here and never heard these words before. Yeah. Swearing in Homer's voice too. Yeah. Now, speaking of Shearer, he did the voice of Woodrow. Mm. And in the letters. Like as in when he's reading the letters. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what else do you hear Woodrow? Well, it's well, he's not a real person, I was I just pointing it out no, in case people were confused. Woodrow <laughs> Wilson was an actual president. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, and he did an impression of Ricardo Montal. Ricardo Montalban. Montalban, yeah. Now, mm. He's from Fantasy Island, mm. and he's Khan from Raph of Khan and the Star Trek series. Oh. So that's where you guys out there listening may know him from. Also, the writers had originally wanted to use a picture of the American football player Johnny Unitas, who had gone to make an appearance later in the series, but they couldn't get the, um, the approval to use his image for free. Oh, right, okay. So that's why they settled on um, Gordie Howe. Mm. Johnny Unitas uh, may be known for action fans from his little um, reference in Point Break. I... Gary Busey getting upset. Uh... Send me some quarterback punk Johnny Unitas or something. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know anything about Johnny Unitas before he was on The Simpsons. Like, the Simpsons teaches me things. If I had not watched The Simpsons, I would have never heard of Johnny Unitas. Yeah. It probably upsets a lot of Americans out there, but I'm sorry. Would you have known about Mark Maguire? 
And his ability to sock some dingers? No. No? Okay. Uh, now, Al Jean apparently suggested Gordie Howe because he was a massive fan of the D- Detroit Red Wings uh, growing up. Okay. And for the name of the yo-yo trick that Bart performs for Milhouse in the classroom, and we said they've got one last trick when he's not supposed to, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the writers wanted the name to be a euphemism for masturbation. Right. And they came up with a lot of different ones and the censors said, no, no, no. So then they settled on, what was one they settled on? Plucking the pickle. That was the one they allowed. They could have gone with flick the bean. Yeah, yeah, anything. But yeah. Although that's that's less about male masturbation, but anyway. <laughs> when he said plucking the pickle, I never once thought masturbation, but now when I read it like that, I'm like, it means masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Marsha Wallace, uh, and she deserved it, won a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Voiceover Performance for her role in this episode. Mm. Now, she was one of six voice actors that year from The Simpsons to win an award, an Emmy. Wow. Yeah. So they smashed it in 92. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't realise they would give that many out. Well, Emmys? Yeah. Well, six different categories. Well, how many different categories are there for individual performers? No, 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 no. She was... was, Oh, one of six voice actors. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So that means that six different people won most outstanding performance for something or other? Best guest star, maybe? Uh, Who knows? Uh, Anyway. we'll, We'll look it up later. Anyway, so the original air date was February 13th, 1992. The chopboard gag was... Uh, non-existent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just looked off into space for a second and went, oh, shit, I forgot to look at it. And then I remembered. <laughs> no, that's right. It's not there. There was nothing to look at. It's because I went on Wikipedia. I always seem to skip the intro when I'm watching it to mm. do the reviews. I go back on Wikipedia. Wikipedia saves it for me. And the last couple of weeks, I haven't had it. Why do you think? Just purely run, running short on time? I think it would be that. Maybe every now and then they just couldn't be bothered coming up with one. But yeah. I think more often than not, and I'm sure that I've heard them say this in one of the commentaries, that if they ever had an episode where they were 10 seconds over, then they would just trim the intro. Yep, yep. But the couch gag that does exist mm. was one of the more memorable ones that I remember from watching on Channel 10. Like I, I've said this before, when they used to cut to the commercial, they'd play they play a couch constantly gag. have it, yeah. The alien on the couch and it jumps down the trap door when the family runs in. Yeah. That was one that always sort of sticks out in my mind when I go back to thinking when I used to watch the show when I was a kid. Who do you suppose installed the trap door? Smithers. <laughs> Smithers broke into the Simpsons house to install a trapdoor for the purposes of the alien to sit on the couch. That's just implausible. Maybe it was a uh, Boney. Remember that show, The Trapdoor? Oh, don't you open that trapdoor? <laughs> the thing. <laughs> anyway, so it starts off with the hilarious film that the kids are watching. The old film about zinc, the old zinc school. educational video. Now, I had a couple of moments in here that I was like, "Oh my!" Like um, when the kid tries to shoot himself. Yeah. I'm really surprised. <laughs> I go, now I'm the censors weren't happy about yeah, that. Yeah, the censors weren't happy. I'm thinking that when I was a kid, because I don't remember that. I think that might have been edited out on TV. I don't oh, remember no, that I remember it. You do? Yeah. Yeah, that mm, was pretty clear. Uh, mate, yeah. Um, one thing that they did to half get away with it was they, were, they had to kind of have the gun not to, like not pressed up against his head right against so it, it could yeah. be just enough of a gap. But you know, you know what he's thing, doing. The thing that shocked me even more that was that Nelson just had a big knife in school. When did he have a knife? In the background, he's just scratching into his desk with like a six-inch blade. I didn't even pick up on yeah. that. It was massive. <laughs> just in the middle of the classroom. I didn't even notice that. That is funny. I did also like here too when the kid wakes up, realizes it's a dream. Thank goodness I still live in a world of telephones, car batteries, handguns, and many things made of zinc. I was going to say there's some great parody versions of those educational videos and I was supposed to do research and I wrote this down and I forgot but there's one in Kentucky Fried Movie uh, the Zucker Brothers film and I don't remember what the element was but I do remember that it it was being used in bras and there's this great 
really funny shot of a you know housewife, so she's wearing a blouse, not naked or anything like that. But they talk about what life would be like without it, and she goes from having you know rather perky in a bra breasts to just like sagging around her waist when they say it's gone. It's that's <laughs> it, that doesn't sound funny, but I promise you, if you look it up, it's hilarious. <laughs> it sounds hilarious. <laughs> I was thinking when I'm watching this, if this was like season five or six, McClure would be the host of this film. No, because it was done back in the 50s. He might have introduced it, but he wouldn't have been able to host it. Okay. It just seems a lot of the old educational like, films they watch on The Simpsons have John McClure. Whenever they're in class watching educational films. With Billy and that sort of stuff. But they're not black and white educational films. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What you mean. The McClure ones are sort of set in the late 80s to early 90s, whereas this one is deliberately ah, set back in that... Got to be set later. You know, later zinc than- is a wonder chemical that can be found in all sorts of uses around <laughs> yeah. the house. At least 70s for McClure, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway, yeah, yeah. but I see, I, yeah, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, Mrs. Grabubble, she wants the kids to stay. They run out. The bell's gone. I instantly felt sorry for her because I sort of thought, I wonder if teachers really think this. She's just instantly desperate for attention. Yeah. yeah. Just or just companionship at well, all. Oh, yeah. That's a much better word. That was sort of. I wrote attention, thinking to myself, that's not the word that I meant, but I'll have to deal with it because I can't think of what I want. And yeah. You've just, she just nailed it. Wants somebody to talk to, and then mm. uh, the line of like, I'll even do your homework. Like, it's just so desperate, and you yeah. really feel sorry for her. So, she goes to the um, the Quickie Mart. She doesn't scratchy. She doesn't win. So, she's going to be doing teaching for at least another day, she mm-hmm. says. <laughs> I love uh, Pooh. Uh, Mrs. Kodabapuru, we haven't seen you here since we doubled our prices. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that one either. So, she, um, she then goes home, and she decides that she's going to do the personal ad. And it, I thought her reaction here was kind of cute. A personal ad? Why not? It might be fun. Kind of a lark. Come on, come on. Answer the phone. <laughs> I need a man. She stops at the gas station on the way, doesn't she? Oh, she does too. The, the, the classic ex-husband strikes again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sugar in your gas tank. Ex-husband strikes again. As much as that's a funny joke, it also does a good job to explain why Mrs. Krabappel is out and about trying to, like, you know, she's not having an affair. Ah, good point. Yeah. yeah. Did she ever get divorced? I don't know. She's always been Mrs. She's matter. just always been Mrs. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. But anyway, it's it's kind of an important if you it doesn't matter when she's just being slutty trying to get Joey from Aerosmith, but when when you're going to balance an in, or going to set an entire episode around her having this kind of forlorn um, you know, pining for love and this kind of letter love affair, you don't want to be thinking, What about Mr. Krabubble? Like yeah. what's going on back at home? Do you think that the writers had in mind to add that little slight detail? Or do you think it's just a Coincidental, probably coincidental to be perfectly honest. Yeah. But I, but it still serves that purpose. After watching this episode, I no longer looked at her look at her character as slutty, because like you said, like they've explained it's more that desperate. She she is desperate because she's got nobody. Yeah, you know? and she there's a reason why she's like that. So we then cut to the uh, school assembly, and Skinner's trying to get the kids' attention. I can wait as long as you can. Knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've all had those moments. Yeah, yeah. Not you can never. You can never outlast any like a, a child <laughs> no, no. busy making paper planes. Yeah. Ow, my eyeball! Eyeball. <laughs> it's one of the first times I remember seeing, besides like the first episode, Rod and Todd at the primary school. Yeah, that's true. I can't remember yeah, seeing them. They're yet. almost only ever in the uh, just in the Flanders house or church. Yeah, they don't really seem that often at school. What, what class are they in? Are they in either the classrooms? No, honestly, can't recall seeing any of them in no, the classrooms. I've only ever seen them in Sunday school. No, so the yo-yo company arrives. Now, th- we'd always have these days at school where mm. just some random company would rock up and have this amazing thing. And it probably even wasn't that amazing, but because it wasn't schoolwork, you thought it was amazing. It felt like it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it, um, Yo-Yo Diablo 
when I was around about yeah. 12. I don't know if everyone remembers that. It was like a kind of hourglass-shaped yo-yo on sticks yeah, on with sticks, strings yeah. connecting them. I was never any good at it, but they were like the the biggest craze ever. Right yeah. before scooters. I sucked at them as well. But yeah, they, they were. They were huge. And then, and then there was that other one that were just sticks. You had like two little juggling sticks or balancing sticks yeah. that you would hold. And then there was like a bigger stick that you would flick back and forth between them. And you could f- like toss it up in the air. The idea was you had to juggle this one stick using two other sticks. That's lost on me. I can't remember. I don't that. know what they were called. Sticks? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Actually, I think it was just something my dad made one year. Oh. Yeah. In... in uh, he said it was Christmas. Times were hard. Yeah. <laughs> no, I swear this was a real thing. Hasbro <laughs> made them, I'm sure. It was the same company that did Yo-Yo Diablo. Your dad's listening. He's like, that's my idea. <laughs> so, uh, the Yo-Yo Company, what they called the 12 King Champions? Yeah, something like that. They were based off the Duncan Yo-Yo Company. Oh, so this was a real thing? Uh, yeah, like back in the whenevers that the riders went to school, um, the, the people would come around and sort of do Yo-Yo Championships. And then Yo-Yos kind of became big again in the mid-90s to the late 90s. Like, I remember... I remember having a Yo-Yo and yeah, I loved it. Yeah, the <laughs> same. And, you know, you'd be on the lookout for a Fanta or a Coke Yo-Yo. They were some of the best ones. But then they came out with the brain and, yeah. like, it had magnets and shit to make it just... And the ones that lit Sorry, up. I just did my best Jesse Pink. Yeah, no. <laughs> magnets, bitch. <laughs> but, yeah, like, they would light up and they would spin forever. Um like you know it was exciting there was a time where I was like Bart like they must be millionaires I I remember I was so bad at yo-yos that like maybe several times I was able to make it stay down for a little bit longer and come back up to my hand I was like and that was enough the greatest achievement of my life (laughs) mum dad watch this and he can never do it again (laughs) and then we got Beyblades Beyblades just took over yo-yos were dead okay I never played with Beyblades you remember Beyblades I remember what they were but I was too old for Little them. spinny I was things. Too mature. <laughs> so the the people's names, the yo yo guys were uh, Mr. Amazing, Sparkle, Zero Gravity, and the Cobra. Zero Gravity was my favorite. Yeah. Yo yo straight well. up yeah, in the yeah. air, just <laughs> holding it there. The kids are just absolutely amazed by it. But the teachers have a really great back and forth here. I question the educational value of this assembly. Hey, it'll be one of their few pleasant memories when they're pumping gas for a living. Then skin, they get Skinner up on stage and he's just, you know, not happy with it at all. He moves, gets his, his ear scun. Don't move, man. You could get really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, oh my. And then it cuts to the kids out the front. They all want their autographs and Lisa's just amazed by Sparkle. Yeah. She's got the photo of the 8x10. Not the, that's, the, that's the original Sparkle. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just funny. It's like an insight. When they used to, people like these traveling, they're like, I guess you go on carnies, wouldn't you, to an extent? Yeah, sim- kind of, yeah. Yeah, they just travel. And just bundled into a van. When you're a kid, you think that these superstars, but like you said, they're just shoved into a van. Next school, next yeah. school, next school. Anyway. With some boxes. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> just all tucked up in there. Uh, it cuts to the next day, and obviously all the kids now have yo-yos. They're just obsessed with them. It's the latest craze. Do you think maybe this was a... Maybe yo-yos were big in America when this episode was made, or do you think this was meant to be ironic that yo-yos weren't no, popular anymore? No, that, oh, it wasn't that it was meant to be ironic. It was just that, like, this is something that used to happen. And then yeah. it kind of, like, it went to air. In the audio commentary, one of the writers was actually saying, it's like, if anything, I almost felt guilty. That I was like, oh, we've put this out, and they're, they're not really popular anymore. The kids might think this is a bit lame. But then, you know, a couple of years later, they became So the Simpsons are responsible again. for yo-yos becoming popular No, again. no, no. That's just, <laughs> that's just cyclical. Yo-yos will be back. Yeah. The kids are all playing with the yo-yos in the playground, and the my dingling kid makes a return, but he's got different color hair. It's not ah, blue anymore. Yeah, right. When Nelson says, "Look at my trick," he's like, yeah. "That's your trick. That's the my dingling kid." Yeah, okay. Exactly the same design. Uh, and Bart's really good at the yo-yo. There's a couple of things that Bart was really good at in this episode. This wasn't the funnier one. The funnier one was the fact that he was good at plumbing. 
Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. There's your problem. There's your problem, lady. <laughs> you know, I loved the animation of Bart doing his first yo-yo trick on the playground, like playground, when he yeah. um, ties it up into a little loop, just for how simple the finger pull is. Like, he does this big elaborate trick and then this tiny little... Uh, and then it all comes back to it. It's so understated. I, yeah. I really, really loved it. Um, for people that are into yo-yo, by the way, if you search Duncan Yo-Yo Championships, you will find all sorts of videos on YouTube taking yo-yo really seriously. In a good way or in a, oh, I feel so sad for these people mm, way? No, they're pretty impressive. I'll give them that. Like, I don't... I <laughs> Zero gravity style? Uh, yeah. No, no, like some of the shit they do is phenomenal, but... I don't know that I would be making my way down to a convention center to sit and cheer for them. So, also, there's like a crowd watching. Yeah. Yeah. It's a proper, like, a national championship. But, like, one dude had yo yo gloves. (laughs) He had little little white gloves for grip. That's awesome. (laughs) It was pretty cool. (laughs) Another guy had, like, big Matrix sunglasses on and he was fully getting into character. When you say Duncan, is that D U N C A N? C A N. So the name Duncan. The name Duncan. Okay. I think more like Dunking. Oh, no. no. But, like, with an apostrophe instead of a G. No, check him out. I will do that. But anyway, so getting back to um, so Homer thinks he's going to be rich off of Bart. I love the names that he thinks he, he thinks in his name. Head. One person that got rich off of yo-yos. Yeah, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Bill Cosby. <laughs> there was another person in the middle, but I can't remember what it was. I remember yeah. Cosby and Trump. Right. When I first like, I, I was flicking through the episode just with the audio commentary, and I was kind of doing some other things, and then sat down to watch it properly. But the first time I watched that particular scene, I couldn't hear any audio with what I was doing. It's almost funnier. Because all you get is this long, drawn-out shot of Homer not saying anything, and his eyes just darting back up to his brain a couple times before eventually going "do." <laughs> and like, it, it's, as much as the names are funny, it was really hilarious to see him just doing, just doing nothing but thinking. So watching The Simpsons without audio is better. <laughs> no, well, in that instance, it reminded me of it's just funny. It's just a funny. It reminded animation. me of when he's trying to come up with reasons to justify his job when the Germans take over the power plant. It's yeah. like you know, well, I'm good at things. Like what? That's it. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah. And there was no reply. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was a great scene. The kids at school are obsessed with yo-yo still in class. Mrs. K is asking questions and they're relating everything to yo-yo. She said, that's enough. Don't hear anything else about a yo-yo. But says something like, like yo, or something like yeah. that. Then Milhouse says, got any other tricks, Bart, like under his breath. Yeah. Bart goes to do the, um, what was it? Something, the prickle? What was it? Uh, uh, pluck the pickle? Plucking the prickle. Yeah, yeah. And accidentally breaks the fish tank. Mm. Um, the f- and then gets a month's attention because the fish die, obviously. What are they called? Stinky and wrinkles. Well, thank you for ruining my first trivia question. Yes. <laughs> About time. Damn it. I thought you were going to do that. I thought, oh, it's a, it's a stab in the dark, but I'll take it. Anyway. We also get a I didn't do it from Bart. And a great bit of animation where yeah. it's the point of view shot from a top of the fish tank looking down at the yo-yo. And it follows the cord all the way back to it's still tied <laughs> on Bart's finger. And he looks up. I didn't do it. <laughs> I think this must have still been a catchphrase for Bart at this point in time because I remember him mm. saying it. Is it Whacking Day when he gets kicked out of school? I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he said it at some in one of the and other it's, episodes. It's, it's when, when Marge is teaching him in the garage and a paper plane hits ah, her in the hair. He's yeah. like, I didn't do it. He's yeah, the only yeah, person yeah. in the room. But it, he said it in an episode that we've reviewed as well. I remember sitting yeah. down and watching it. So, yeah, yeah. it was. it wasn't just in Bart Gets Famous that... Maybe I think that's where Bart gets famous is where they sort of take the piss out of it that this mm. isn't his catchphrase anymore. Yeah. We're, we're sick of him having this as a catchphrase. So then uh, Mrs. Krupapa gives Bart one month's detention. Mm. Confiscates the yo-yo. Yeah, yeah, and puts it in the... Was it Play Dude and stuff in the yeah, drawer? Yeah, she's got like a confiscation drawer with Play Dude. Um, a water and it pistol? Rem- it, it water p- it reminded me, did you ever get anything confiscated from yourself at school? I did you ever bring anything? I would have. I can't recall anything though. When I was in like grade five or six, so I would have been 11 or 12 in primary school, I had a Mad Magazine. 
um, that I'd brought into classes. You know, mad's not the worst thing in the world, but I guess for an 11-year-old, sometimes some of it can be a little bit too full on. So my teacher came across and was like, oh, you really shouldn't have that here. I'm going to have to take that off you. I'm sorry. And later that afternoon, we're doing oral presentations and I hear my teacher sitting because he's sitting up the back of the class so everyone can be up the front and um, do the speech. And someone was talking about something relatively serious and I hear this little... <laughs> I'm like, what could he possibly be laughing at? He's trying to sort of muffle it to not interrupt. I look over my shoulder. He's there at his desk, like kind of looking up, but just surreptitiously flicking through my really? mad magazine at the desk. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, at the end of the day, he gave it back to me with a big smile on his face. But enjoy. <laughs> what grade were you in? What did you say? I was like 11 or 12. So you primary school? Yeah, That's I was primary is. school. But he just went. I love that he wasn't paying attention during the oral yeah, presentation. Exactly. <laughs> just went. You can't have that. And then like, just read it for a little bit, and then. But it was kind of cool when he gave it back to me because it was like I'd shared this kind of naughty joke with yeah. the adults. <laughs> you hear him, the almighty aller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bart wants the yo-yo back. Mrs. K sort of says, "Well, if you were me, would you give the yo-yo back?" Yeah. And cut to the. Here you go. Just kidding. And we get a classic. What's, how do you do it? I can't do it. Mrs. K is like, huh. Oh, um, I don't know if I can do it either. No, actually. the sarcastic is like, yeah, right. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> I, I, I can't do it. Yeah, well, we're, we're not. Marshall this, Wallace. This, this is why we haven't won Emmys. <laughs> exactly right. She chucks it in the drawer. And uh, then we cut to Mrs. Kabrupple's date with Jasper. He was a real pig <laughs> at the start. He's like, what's wrong with you, woman? <laughs> you got yourself a man here. <laughs> but then he obviously he's sent her the misleading photo mm. of him being younger. I think they needed that scene just to remind you that she still is looking for the man. Yeah. And then we cut to Bart again at, in detention and he's doing the plumbing. Here's mm. your problem, lady. And what was it? A Malibu, Malibu Stacey, Stacey had, had shoved down the drain. And that's where Mrs. Hoover or Miss Hoover comes in and says there's happy hour in the teacher's lounge. <laughs> but B, <laughs> B on everything. On everything. It just for bails. This is where Bart finds the, um, Mrs. K's ad, mm. um, personal ad. Uh, I did love, did you notice what it said on there? Wishes to meet man 18 to 60. Yeah, yeah, I, I did like that. One plus one equals two. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so desperate. So then Bart decides, I'm going to get back a good bubble and writes a letter from Woodrow. Now, yeah. they had the president's portraits on the wall. Yeah, it's, it's like the, a little bit of foreshadowing. It's the first time they included them in mm. the classrooms, purely for this reason. Uh, it was a great transition, though, when into Woodrow's voice. Yeah. When he's writing Woodrow and it cuts to her reading it. Yeah. And then a great throwback. Oh, and I really hate yo-yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that what's funny about this is Kabrupple is so desperate that she's so blind that she can't even or she doesn't even question the fact that Woodrow has the handwriting of a 10 year old yeah I was thinking that very thing and then at the end of the episode doesn't notice that it changes into March's handwriting that is a good point I wonder mm. if it actually looks different do we actually see the letter well I presume it would because Bart, Bart's handwriting is very very neat for this mm. purely for the episode yeah so come back from commercial and Marge suggests buying a dog house because it's so cold outside and Homer says nope you're a tool of the dog house makers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And decides to build one himself. Build one himself. Greatest plans in the world. Hang with the diagram. Yeah. And he's this the little fellow here is the sun. He shines down on the house, you see? <laughs> he's got it all figured out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, that's what's funny about it. He doesn't even realize how dumb it is. Like, it's yeah. not like a Homer, real- a Homer saying something stupid then realizing it was stupid. It was like, here's the sun. Yeah. <laughs> but then gets the letter from Mrs. K and she sends the classic here's sexy something selfie. to get your pencil moving. Yeah. Uh, very, very sexy selfie. This yeah. is before selfies. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You before before like nude selfies was a thing. Timer on the old... Um, uh, I've got... I've, oh, jeez. I'm showing the fact that I've grown up in the, the Polaroid. That I Polaroid, thank you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> There's still a thing. I know, we had um, one at our wedding. They're expensive. 
Yeah, they are. We we had to buy one. Like we had to scour secondhand to find one because buying one new cost more than buying a bloody DL like an SLR. You know what the worst thing is for people out there listening. If you're going to get married anytime soon, the whole camera don't. on the table, just don't do it. <laughs> it's just a waste of time because the kids always get their hands on it and just take photos of the fucking floor. Like we got all their oh of the cameras. We yeah, got the, yeah, yeah. We got or junk. You get a lot of photos oh. of junk. So we got disposable cameras. And they are expensive to develop. It costs us like $100 to develop all the cameras, mm. all, the, uh, all the photos. We've got like maybe 10 usable ones. Yeah. Because the kids all got their hands on. They're taking photos of just the air. Just banned kids. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> no like, kids at your wedding. Ugh, I, wanted, I didn't get one cock shot. I wanted one cock shot. You didn't get one? Not one. Oh, come on, guys. I Lift know. your game. <laughs> I know, right? It is your duty as a man if you come across an unattended camera at a formal event, undo your pants, put the camera down, and do what's necessary. Guy at work, I didn't do a cock shop. The guy at work that had his phone on charger, mm. he didn't have a passcode. So I was just taking selfies of myself. So he's, got, he's got about 30 photos of me just going, yep. Yep. Good. <laughs> no, no, no. Guy that I work with does that with his manager's phone all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So cutting back to um, when discussing the sexy selfie, uh, Bart's line of, you're going to have a date with the Xerox machine. <laughs> a very dated line now. Yeah. Is it Xerox machine? A photocopier. It's going to say a photocopier. Like yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. Xerox was just the, um, the company, I believe. That now, for, for those of you at home, a photocopier. <laughs> <laughs> um, do they still use photocopiers at school? They'd have to, I'm assuming. Yeah, well, we have photocopiers at work. It's not like they're a completely outdated technology. But do you know that kids apparently now in high school, they don't have paper anymore. So, yes, the parents have to buy a laptop. I'm sure they... They don't write anymore, dude. I'm not even joking. They don't write. Are you sure this isn't something that just got passed around on Facebook? Nicola's auntie and uncle had to buy a laptop for their daughter, Nicola's cousin. Mm. Because I have heard that laptops are necessary, but I didn't think that they'd just completely done away with notepads. Every, every assignment has to be emailed now, not handwritten. That's um, At this person's school anyway. It would have been a lot better for me, actually, when I was in school, but that's impractical. Yes. You've, you've got to know. Like... You don't have a laptop with you everywhere that you go. They have to carry the laptop to every class. Kids these days. I know, right? If you're not on a network, it'll make it a lot harder. How do you pass notes in class? How do you write love letters? Exactly. The, the only way to... How um, do you tell someone to meet you behind the shelter shed at 4.30 for a little bit of... <laughs> you just knock me out from behind and drag <laughs> What? <laughs> no, apparently, yeah, every assignment that she hands in, she has to be on the net- school's network and then email it to the system. Yeah, okay. Anyway, getting off track. There's so, some knowledge for you all. Yes, getting back to the episode... So Homer's having trouble building the doghouse and he's saying words that aren't really that bad. But no. then to- I think he says damn or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So then Todd hears him. He's playing basketball outside and he goes inside. And this the, the- Todd, would you like some mixed vegetables? Hell no. <gasps> what did you say? I said I don't want any damn vegetables. Flanders best scene to date yep. by far. Firstly, his dilemma about his day. Yes. God, that's funny. <laughs> like guy came in asking for change for a dollar. I gave him three quarters by mistake. Took me all afternoon to track him down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> I remember when I, when I was watching it, I sort of like wasn't paying attention to that line. Then when he, I heard the last part, I'm like, that's got to be a funny line. I'm going to go back and yeah. watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, I love the fact that Todd doesn't realize he's done something wrong. Yeah. That's what's great it's about kind of naive. Thing. And then the, would you be hard on him? Well, you knew about my temper when you married me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And then he calls the reverend. Now, this has to be the first time that we've had the banter between reverend. I think so. And it's it's the it's Lovejoy's before picking up the phone. It's like, oh, if this is about that stupid quarter again. I <laughs> <laughs> give good throwback to what he just said. Yeah. Like, not only has he called him about it, he's called him about it multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's from this afternoon. Yeah. I did like, though, that um, Helen puts the dessert in front of me. Is it dessert or whatever? Yeah, yeah. It's like a little um, ice cream yeah. or some sort of pie. And then by the time he finishes talking, it's melted. Damn Flanders. <laughs> but I just like the... Tud said he doesn't want to eat any damn vegetables. Oh, what was it? Asparagus? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find whoever's responsible and direct them to the Bible. Which what page? 900. <laughs> but, but, but Reverend... <laughs> damn Flanders. I, can t- I reckon that Harry would have a great time doing the banter between those two characters. Yeah, it would have been a lot of fun. That, that, would, be, that would be more fun than Smithers and Burns, I think. As an actor. I, I feel like it would be. Yeah. Anytime, I think, as an actor, that you could be playing, portraying two characters where one of them really doesn't like the other one. But the other person doesn't know. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a lot of fun to play with in your own head. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, then, uh, Bart asks Lisa for love letter advice, and Lisa does the classic, or the cliche. You got a girlfriend, me, me, I still do that to people now. Do you really? Yeah, adults. Who asks you for love advice? Many fans have written in. Actually, we've got a question later on for the mailbag about love advice. Yes, that is true. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so then he goes along to Marge. Now, this is another classic scene that I forgot was in this episode. Yes. This is, my favorite, this is my favorite thing in the whole episode. <laughs> really? Almost of the whole season. Maybe it's severe talking, Marge, but you got a butt that won't quit. They got these big chewy pretzels here that are all you guys with the beer. $5? Get out of here. Wow, that's a sign of dad I've never seen before. And she's kept it. <laughs> yes. Well, it's the only thing he's ever sent to us. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't true. Yeah. Because we've had a flashback episode and he did write a letter saying, I'm going to uh, go become a man. Ah, uh, yeah, true. But who cares? Yeah. <laughs> this is funnier. And I've just realized that we've um we've forgotten to mention a scene that happens before the postcard one where it's Maud and Ned are now trying to figure out where Todd got the bad language from. Mm. And they've got a list, obviously. And he's watching the like a Goma Pile, I'm assuming. I'm assuming it's Goma Pile. Yeah, I think it was... Well, he kept saying pile. Oh, yeah, and pile, Shazam. Yeah, pile, and, Shazam. And obviously, it's not coming from television because he's not watching bad shows. Whenever I saw Shaq, Shazam. Yeah. Or was it Shazam or Kazam? Oh, well, it might have been Kazam, actually. Yeah, I think it was Kazam. But I would always say it in that same, Kazam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then it cuts to Bart and Mrs. K are at school in detention again. Obviously, it's a month's detention. Mrs. K looks like she wants to talk to somebody, so Bart offers himself. He says, mm. let's confine, let's chat. Mm. Uh, he gets a few bit of information out of Mrs. K about Woodrow or whatever. Yeah, well, no one else has really been useful, so yeah. he, he goes straight to the source. Yes, exactly, and then writes a new letter based on of what she said. Hmm. Uh, Mrs. K. You know what it's, it's like when you create a fake... It's almost like catfishing in a way. You create a fake Facebook profile to talk to someone to find out their innermost secrets just as a, a friend, yeah. and then on your Facebook profile, you you like... Start putting on the smooth. <laughs> MSA Messenger. And then Mrs. K obviously reads the letter in the bath and she's just swept off her feet, basically. She's just in love mm. with Woodrow, even though she hasn't met him yet. The end to that letter is also great. Similar to how he crammed in the, by the way, I really hate yo-yos, that she was saying about how he just wants it. She would just want a man that you know, knows how to work on a car or something along those lines. And it's like, I'd love to stay and chat, but I've got to go work on my spark plugs or something. Like, that's the one that pushes her right over <laughs> the edge. It's just so gratuitous. I really like that. Uh, Rod and Todd are then playing in the backyard and they're singing that song. What is it? Uh, bringing in the sheaves. Bringing in the sheaves. Yeah, yeah. Bringing in the sheaves. Uh, Flanders then realizes that it's Homer who's mm. saying all the bad language. So he goes over to discuss it with him. Homer's, oh, this is about your camcorder. I told you I've lost it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, says, no, no, no. It's about your um your potty mouth. And this is where he gets to the line of, like Homer, all of us pull a few boners now and then. Go off half cock, make asses of ourselves. And then Homer agrees to not be a potty mouth if Flanders agrees to shave off his moustache. Hmm. 
Which backfires well, on Homer. people are beginning to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you got something to hide. Now, was that meant to be a gay joke? No, I didn't think so. I don't, I don't know whether he meant that he's got something to hide in meaning his sexuality and people starting to talk about it. No, no, I think it was purely that he just yelled something out and then he had to try and come up with something. But okay. No. Uh, then Bart gets material off of the French film. He's watching the French film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slow down, <laughs> Frenchy. <laughs> this is all gold. This is gold. Very shameless. Just shamefully reminded me with Brian Adams' lyrics. <laughs> Brian Adams is great, man. Never put him down. <laughs> then it cuts to Mrs. K and Miss Hoover reading the letter. Miss Hoover just can't believe Mrs. K's luck that she's found this guy. Yeah. And Mrs. K says, when do you like, get to meet him? Yeah. If, if everything's in the right place, I'm reeling him yeah. in. <laughs> and then that's where well, they, they leave and that's where Bart uses the image of Gordy Howe. Yep. Strap your skates on, Gordy. You're going in. Yes. Marge and Homer in bed. I love the Homer and Marge in bed scenes where they're just chatting. Mm. Homer's annoyed that Marge agrees with Flanders. Yeah. Homer does have a potty mouth. And this is where she's just the swear jar because it worked on her father. When he, I think he, what did you say? He, it nearly cost him his job as a baby photographer. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That was really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I love those jokes. Yeah. Like, the, the, of, you know, such and such had a really bad whatever and it nearly cost them their job as this. Yeah. Um, my favourite one of all of those, and I'll give full credit, is to Stuart Lee saying that uh, my grandfather used to say, you can never judge a book by its cover. And it's for that reason that he lost his job as the judge of the Book Cover of the Year Association. <laughs> uh, it's like, it's so basic, but it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a fart joke. It's so cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, this is, when I was watching it, I thought, oh, I love this subplot. I completely forgot it was in this episode. Yeah. One of my favorite Homer subplots. Yeah. But I love the. Do I have to pay if I hit my hand with a hammer? Yes, Homer. What if I catch on fire? No, Homer. What if I see something really weird in the sky? Yes, Homer. What about when we snuggle? Hmm, that's okay. Great line. Yes. <laughs> amazing. I laughed out loud so much when that happened. I was like, oh, fuck, that's awesome. Like, kids wouldn't get that. Adults piss themselves yeah, laughing. You can't, you can't say goodbye to the passion. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, that is, you know, the classic thing of, it took me a long time as a kid to realize that snuggle was code word. Mm-hmm. I just assumed snuggle equaled cuddle because it kind of yeah. sounded the same. Yeah. Yeah. It, that, it was a really clever way to, to substitute sex for like a kind of cute little relationshipy word that's PC. A good way to get uh, adult humour into the show. Mm. Uh, then Mrs. K wants to meet, obviously. And there was a really good uh, use of animation here where she says, every time I read your letters, I feel like you're watching me. And she uh, drops the letter and, and Bart's, Bart's staring at her. Yeah, yeah great. I didn't pick that up till Bart, the second Bart, eyes down. Yeah, I didn't pick that up till the second time I was watching it. Uh, Bart then invites Mrs. K on a date, obviously as Woodrow, mm. and then stands her up. I terrible human being. You know what's great about this and why this works so well for storytelling? If you were to think about yourself as you were going through all of this. As who? As yourself watching this episode. But like, who am I in the situation though, do you mean? No, 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 not in the situation. Just think back to yourself when you were watching this episode. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What you were thinking as you were going through the whole episode. Did you at any time feel bad about what Bart was doing to Edna up until the point that, he's, that she gets stood up? No, you're right. Mm. So... What it does, like the whole time, the joke is on Edna, and you as an audience, like you as an audience member, you've been laughing along the whole way. Well, they make it funny, don't they? Yeah, Yeah. of course they do make it funny, and then they do that, and suddenly you're complicit in it. Like you are every bit as guilty as Bart for the fact that, like, holy shit, this woman's been crushed, and I've been laughing at her for the last fifteen minutes. Yeah, Yeah. she's a butt of a joke. Kicks you right in the guts. I think this was the defining moment for the character of Mrs. K. Mm. This is where you fell in love with her as a character. Yeah. Because you f- just felt so fucking bad. Because like you said, I didn't even really look at it that way, but 
you were laughing at her the entire time. Yeah. When we shouldn't have been. Yeah, exactly. Sort of like then they was... go, here's the real fucking cost of what you guys have been having fun about, you assholes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you're at school and the kid's being bullied and you might not be the one bullying, but you're there and you're not mm. doing anything. And then the kid finally reacts and they're upset and you're like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, it was a bit too much. Yeah, I should have probably stopped it before I got to that point. Yeah. Yeah. But, but terrible human being for doing this. Yeah. But Great animation though. I love the... L- laughing like before that I really coming enjoyed the, the movie yeah, yeah laughing and then coming out of the movie laughing just as hard and then walking past it and then realising what's funny is he actually he's actually laughing coming out of an Ernest film yeah <laughs> <laughs> was it Ernest needs a kidney or yeah. something like that something shit <laughs> so um, have you I've, I've watched one Ernest film in my life I think it was Ernest Scared Silly um, I've, I remember I'd never seen him I remember seeing the covers and just being told the terrible like Ernest at the zoo or something yeah, yeah, yeah. Ernest yeah. plays basketball I don't yeah. fucking know <laughs> Ernest goes to Africa anyway so as we said you just feel absolutely terrible for Mrs. K and then cuts back from commercial with a, a great montage of the Homer swearing great use of animation instead of having him swear just money in the jar yeah money in the jar I love the first one in church just gives the money and I love that it's Bart that picks it up hey, Homer tw- that was a 20 <laughs> <laughs> You bastard! <laughs> <laughs> so the mas- the mustache, no, or the lack of mustache is working well for Flanders. He's getting picked up for ads and stuff and commercials. Yep. Like I said, great use of animation. As like it's pretty much it's used as the punchline. Yeah. for this, isn't it? Yeah, I think too the fact that they made Dan actually swear, it does make it sound better because they're able mm. to still get the start of the word. Yeah, it's exactly. Like him going, it's a natural cut into it. It's, it's a natural f- cut. Yeah, that they make. yeah, exactly. I love the bees fall. I got him. Because that's just yeah. so cartoon. Yeah, it so is. So silly. Yeah. Come back to school. And Bart's trying to convince Mrs. K not to worry. Don't worry about this, guys. Plenty of other fish in the sea. Starts listing people she should go out with. There are plenty of good men around. Name one. What's wrong with Principal Skinner? Seymour? <laughs> Let's just say his mommy won't let him out to play. What about Coach Fortner? Look, 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 look. Wow. What about Groundskeeper Willie? <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you what that guy's into. And then another really, really sad moment where she said, Bart, you're the closest thing to a man in my life. And that's really depressing. I think I'm going to cry. Yeah. You can understand why Marsha got the Emmy in this. The mm. acting is amazing. She just does those scenes so, so well. Yeah. And written well as well, obviously. Uh, Homer's still trying not to swear. This is my favorite moment in the whole episode. Fiddle dee dee. That will require a tetanus shot. There's the sound effect on the nail oh, the- going in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fiddle dee hee. <laughs> Fuck, that's good, man. That's so funny. Oh, fudge. Yeah. That's broken. Yeah. And then Marge and Lisa rock up and they've bought the doghouse with the swear jar money, which mm. I thought was a really good way of sort of wrapping everything up. Yeah. You know, everything had a purpose. And then it's uh, a surprise in there for you. Oh, it's Maggie. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> no beer. How did you know? <laughs> uh, then it cuts to... Now, this next scene. Mm. I want to discuss it. There's nothing funny about it. It's just Marge being a mum. There's nothing funny about it. Homer gets one or two funny lines. No, no, no. I just mean mean the start of it. It's just Marge saying, where's Maggie? Where's Maggie? Oh, that bit. Yeah, right. There's Maggie. There's nothing funny about that. Hmm. That's just Marge being a mum. I don't know why, but I was smiling watching that. I don't know. It's just something about that. I think it's just so real. Yeah, It's just like a real mum moment that we don't really see... Even on The Simpsons, you don't it, see well, that. Well, in any TV show. You don't really see... Because it didn't really serve any purpose to the story. Mm. It had nothing funny about it. It was just Marge being a mum. Yeah. I really, really liked it. I thought it was a nice touch. So then Bart walks in and asks for help with his love life. Mm. And Marge is, oh, my little boy's growing up. Yeah. That kind of stuff. <laughs> then he owns up about Mrs. K. 
And I look at the, no, she's Mrs. K. And Marge and Lisa are like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she should be your girlfriend. So then Homer's holding the picture. That's your teacher? I should start going to parents' night. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly how my dad would react. Is that what your dad would, would have said? I would imagine so, yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, it's just... Well, I think any man, any dad father, line, yeah. maybe not Flanders. You know he doesn't mean it, but he has to be said. Yeah. <laughs> now, the family wrote the letter together, which is something that James L. Brooks wanted. He's he's really big on the family mm. moments. I thought this was a really good family moment. Yeah, it was, all sort of workshopping it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Homer... I am gay. Homer, for the last time, I am not putting that in. And they finish it off, P.S. I am gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, it was funny. It doesn't matter that the crocodile bit off his face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that, Marge. <laughs> <laughs> and then ultimately, it's Homer that comes up with the finishing touch. Which I don't actually flourish. Which I don't actually use. Oh, well, they might have written it in and just not. Well, he, she reads the letter and you see the whole letter. And it's no. not that the, the, the stuff they're writing in that scene doesn't actually get used in the letter, which I thought was weird. No, well, what can you do? Yeah, but yeah, it, it is nicer. And then Bart's like, oh, you old romantic you or something. And it's just yeah. a really nice touching family moment. I think the, the dog and the cat are like licking each other. Yeah, and stuff. licking each other. Everyone's in love. So then it cuts to Bart leaving the letter for Mrs. K. Mm. He slides under the door and she's like, wait, wait, wait. And then yeah, she, she reads the letter. Forlorn. Yeah, Bart must be a fast runner because she was waiting for that letter, man. <laughs> or he hid. Yeah, exactly. I always thought that, that maybe he he's hiding stairs. under the stairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I would have liked it if they had shown him hiding under the stairs. Nah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And then uh, maybe they have, we just didn't, weren't paying attention. Anyway, so Mrs. K, is, she's satisfied with that letter and she's happy in detention. She says, but it's a nice day outside. Let's go out, spend the rest of detention outside. You've got a date. And then it cuts to the flash of Gordy House stats. Gordy House stats. At the end, mm-hmm. which apparently was something just to fill in time. Oh, okay. They thought they'd just try something wacky just to end the episode. And it's pretty quick. You barely get a chance yeah. to read them. Yeah. They were just short on time, so I thought they'd throw that in. Yeah. But a really I nice like that they had that really early 90s way that they would do it. Like when you watch old sports replays, that it would just be white text overlaid yeah. on top of yeah. what you were watching. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's well, it was nice with what we're so used to now. So ridiculously hard to read all of them. It'd, it'd be like a sponsor's logo here and a sponsor's logo yeah. there and everything. But yeah, I. All in all, I thought it was a really good episode. Better than I remember it being. It's not one of the best ones, but a real defining moment for Mrs. K and for Flanders. I think I think Flanders shined in this episode. Hey, I agree. It was like it, it was. I mean, there's some really big laugh out loud moments and fiddle de hee overall. Five dollars, get out of here. Yeah. And overall, it just tells a nice story. Simple story. And 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 like I said, it does a great job of audience manipulation. Yeah. It's. Kind of like there aren't many comedies that would make the audience feel so bad for laughing at them. That is true. I, I didn't even look at it until you brought it up, but now yeah. I think everyone listening. You might go, not have looked at it, asshole, but you would have been feeling it without even realizing. Oh, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. yeah. What did we learn, Palmer? So, what did you learn from this episode, Mitch? Um, uh, when in church, always donate ten dollars or less. Okay. I learned that Gordy House scored a total of eight hundred one goals in the NHL. Ah, good job. Now, listeners at home won't be aware, but we just hit the stop button, or they, the pause button, if you will. They are aware now. They are aware now? Well, what? you just told them. They don't know. Okay. True. And you came on <laughs> from whatever we sounded like 50 minutes ago. You just came on with, now listeners at home won't be aware. It <laughs> <laughs> was the most obvious change in voice. Why did we push the stop button? You explain it then. Well, we had a little while ago, a little bit over a year ago. Now, when we reviewed Dancing Homer, when we had Kevin Smith on the show. 
Remember yeah, Kevin yeah. Smith is a special guest? Remember? That's right. Kevin Smith, king of the podcast. Hey, guys, it's Kevin Smith calling. Um, <laughs> Technically true. We had Kevin Smith on the show. <laughs> uh, there was a, 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 a guy in the audience named Alistair who got to ask the only one question for the night that Kevin then went off and gave a three-hour answer to. Um, Knows how to make his money, Kevin, doesn't he? He certainly does. <laughs> um, Alistair runs a podcast called Coming Up Next, uh, which is a local podcast out of Melbourne. It's mostly entertain uh, entertainers like local Australian TV, music acting. Molly Meldrum, Samuel Johnson. Yeah, those sorts of people. A few comedians that have been on there as well. We just got in contact based on what had happened on that night, shared a couple of things back and forth, and then we've spent the best part of the last 12 months trying to tee up an interview. Uh, he said, how's Tuesday? I said, Tuesday's no good for me. He said, how's Wednesday? I said, Wednesday's worse than Tuesday. And then he said, how about Saturday? I said, fine. Not quite a true story. Anyway, so we just wrapped up an interview with him and chatting about our own show and, and kind of getting podcasts up off the ground. So we get a lot of people writing in, maybe not a lot, but we get often enough people writing in asking about how to kind of go about starting their own podcast and yeah. and what's involved in the behind the scenes. That's pretty much what that conversation was about. We've been very lucky in regards to how this show's taken off as much as it has. A lot of people probably will start a show and it will take longer than it's taken us. We just got We expected in- it to take longer than it's it, taken it, us. Definitely. And we just got in cahoots with the right people and with some Clever social marketing. It's just gone a lot just, better than expected. Just rode coattails wherever yeah. we could. <laughs> That's all I do. Just, but oh, anyway, man. yeah. So we will be sharing that link when it comes through. Obviously, that it'll, it'll be a little bit of time before, maybe a week or two, I suppose. You know, however long Alistair takes to get that uh, edited yeah. and uploaded. But that'll be Check on the coming out. up next podcast. We'll make sure we keep you guys informed. But yeah, we're, we're like nearly celebrities now. I, no, not I, quite, not I, quite nearly. No, well, no. <laughs> I, I did a guest on a, a podcast a little while ago, Cinema Gems. Oh, that's right, yeah. We've just guested Aaron, on this, yeah. and you were at the end of that teeing up your own little side projects talking oh, yeah. about the wrestling. See what I, mean? I just mentioned the, the wrestling <laughs> thing. He's like, Do you want to come on my show? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, cool. It's awesome. It's like this little community where everyone just wants to be involved. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's when, when he didn't give us a date, did he? No. He said, no. no. So, so we'll share that when it comes through. Put it on the page, yeah. And we'll let you guys know on the podcast as well. It went for about 40 minutes. It was fun. It was as entertaining and hilarious as we always are. Yes. Now it's time for some trivia. You've ruined one of my questions already. And it was my, I, I liked this question. I had to because I only had one question this week. So I needed to try and get in for the block early. Well, you, well, you, oh, I, I thought you meant you had two questions. I was going to say, oh, oh, well done, about time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my other question was, what are the other possible bad influences that Ned has on the form before he crosses off television? Oh, before. There are three. Uh, television was the first one we see him cross off, wasn't it? Yeah, and there was three above it that he had already crossed off. So his brother came brother in was afterwards. afterwards, yep. Um, no, that that one is absolutely beyond me. There was bumper stickers, yeah, comic books, and grandma. Oh, okay, yeah. I like that grandma was on the list because <laughs> grandma, Hello, grandmas will say some loose shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they came from a different time. Uh, my trivia: you mentioned before that the presidents was the first time that they'd appeared. Yep, yep. Which president was visible over Bart's shoulder when he first started writing the letter? So it's the was, only other president president that you can actually kind of properly so make Woodrow. out their name. No, it wasn't Woodrow. Um, Truman? No, it wasn't, it wasn't Truman. Truman. Okay, it was uh, Calvin Coolidge. Oh, uh, okay. Damn it. The one for <laughs> President Buffs. You got me. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> Alrighty, so now it's time. Before we get into the mailbag, I've got to thank a few donors this week. We've had a lot come through. We have. Really do appreciate it. So yeah, if you want to and some people that weren't able to donate... Sending through emails saying, how do I donate? Yes. I'm like, and I feel bad. I want to write back to him saying, this is how you can donate. But I don't like it. I feel like I'm saying, you must give me money. Yeah. You know, I, 
don't know. I, yeah. can't, I kind of feel dirty. No, it, it's very much appreciated. It's also very much on you guys. Like, if you want to, that's great. If you don't, that's fine. Yeah, you don't have to. So, special thanks this week. But you should. <laughs> to Ken Wilson, Sunil Nair, Sunil Nair, Christopher Dunnell, Renee Koplik, Talia Emsalem, Emsalem, Talia, uh, Matthew Braun, and Alastair Shand. Thank you very much to all of you guys. Well, I do have to point out one, though. Uh, we received a donation in Great British Pounds, and after the wake of Brexit and what's happened to the world economy, we actually owe you money now. So, um, <laughs> we could try to keep them coming in in Australian dollars. They wouldn't let us accept. Sorry. I'm sorry. I, um, Thanks, Alice. No, no thank, you so much for, thank you so much for sending all of that stuff in. It's, it's very much appreciated. And we had an email this morning um, saying that PayPal.me or something, that must be the, the service at our website, developer used for the website yeah something wasn't working in ireland wouldn't work in ireland so if you're having that trouble you can just send the payments to just purely straight to four finger discount at Mm. outlook.com or just send us your credit card details and we'll figure out how best to spend (laughs) (laughs) well it doesn't you don't have to go for the uh the website but you do if you do it's fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash donate but if you just jump onto paypal it's fourfingerdiscount at outlook.com that's Probably be the quickest and easiest way. Save going to the website. Anyway, thanks once again to Ken Wilson, Sunil Nair, Christopher Dunnell, Donnell, Dunnell, Renee Koplik, Talia Emsalem, Emsalem, Matthew Braun, and Alistair Shan. You had a real hard time with the names this week. Well, it's E M S A L E M. Would you say Emsalem or Emsalem? Talia Emsalem. I like the, I like the either, either way, I feel like it dissolves in water. Talia Emsalem. It's, 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 <laughs> it sounds like an Indian spice. For me, it's got like an aspirin vibe. <laughs> And Sunil, S-U-N-I-L. Yes, Sunil. Sunil. Yeah. Never heard th- you say that like it's a regular name in Australia. Sunil Gavaskar. I have no idea who One of the is. best cricketers of all time. <laughs> Speaking of cricketers, we've got a funny mailbag question coming up right after this. Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh! And now it's time for the funny mailbag question. It was, it was more of a correspondence, wasn't it? For those of you playing at home, it's in reference to when Mitch uh, did his hammy. Or what was, did you do your hammy? I, did, I, did, I, va- I half-stretched my groin. I didn't do anything. I just <laughs> It was a... Anyway, so a listener... <laughs> Can we play this? So a listener sent in, on, in response to that, and it's long overdue, it's a link to Mark Richardson from New Zealand playing... Cricketer. A, yeah. Cricketer. Playing a sweep shot and cramping up at the instant that he plays that shot. He screams. Have a listen. It's the most amazing thing of all time. Yeah, oh, goodness me. Now, he was in pain. <laughs> <laughs> what's brilliant about it and what's great about cricket in general is that there's two batsmen and then there's the entire opposition. When a batsman gets hit in the nuts or in some way something silly happens Injured, to yeah. them, there will be no less than five or six people standing nearby them just laughing yeah. openly <laughs> at them. And that's exactly what happened in this instance. The comment, like They replayed that about six times. <laughs> they just couldn't get over Slow-mo. it. Slow-mo. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that was that was vaguely similar to the way I sounded when I got out last season in the most embarrassing. That, that's all, that almost caused me to retire. <laughs> Your ego would have taken such a kick that day. Oh, it does. It, and did. And it still gets brought up. <laughs> so so who sent that in? That that came through from Reese. I don't have a surname in front of me, but Reese. Okay, Reese. Yeah, thank you very much, Reese. He also sent in a My Two Cents story Ooh. while I've got it all in front wait, of me. Wait, 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 wait. What's that, Kent? I'm Kent Brockman, and that was My Two Cents. Now continue. Thank you very much. <laughs> I've actually got two My Two Cents stories this week. You only get one intro. Well, that's fine. Well, what if I split it up? What if I go from this into a mailbag? The intro's already been played. It's too late, sorry. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Slave driver. Production values are cutting back, man. (laughs) Uh, So, 
A mate of his at work was recently telling him how his grandfather back in Canada would get up early and pinch one of the newspapers from the stack outside of his newsagent before the store opened. <laughs> now, I, I heard that at first and went, well, that's not my two cents. That's just straight stealing. Yeah. <laughs> but Burglary, sir. But Burglary. What, what he does is he reads it and returns it to the pile. So, that way he gets to read the paper without having to pay. And no guilty conscience. But they still get a chance of selling that paper. So, he's not ripping off the milk bar. He's ripping off the, the next advertiser. Person. He's, he's ripping... <laughs> Or well, wherever yeah, he's from. Yeah, he's ripping off the paper company. Yeah. Rupert Murdoch somewhere is, is you know, shuddering in his grave. Because <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> is he not? No. I, I just, <laughs> <laughs> he bought the AFL last year, didn't he? Or the rice I, I just feel like he's been a, a robot, like an animatronic for the last 15 years. Like the, the head in the jar of Futurama. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> right. He gets fed fish food. Like um, President Nixon. Yeah. Robot Nixon. <laughs> robot Murdoch. Uh, now, all right, we'll crack straight into the second My Two Cents well, story. Hey, I, can eat, I can eat Kent. Hang on. Can you? I'm Kent Brockman, and that was My Two Cents. There he is. <laughs> uh, so, this one comes through from Paul McDonnell. Uh, firstly, Paul says, hey, guys, love the show. Keep it up. Has a friend who lives in the US. This friend, when visiting over here in Australia, would do things like bring her own tea bag and cup into a cafe and simply ask for hot water. Why? Uh, well, he thought it was to maybe... To save buying one. He didn't say... Yeah, to save buying one. To save, <laughs> to save buying a tea. Would bring their own tea bag in. It's like uh, something Mr. Bean would do. <laughs> <laughs> Paul says that he thought at first maybe it was just a cultural thing. That, that was well, just where was this they person did. from? They were from the States. They were from the States. They were in Australia. <laughs> the single worst thing that he saw them do, though, was travelling with that person in America. Obviously, in the US, it's customary uh, to tip. You would normally tip your hotel staff $1 to $2 for making up your room. As Aussies, didn't like the fact that he had to do it, but you know, underst- but understood that it was sort of part of the way of life over there. Meanwhile, the American friend decided that $2 was exorbitant, so they put up a do not disturb sign on the door, <laughs> left a note inside the room informing the staff that she would make her own bed. The result of this was one of the other Australians staying with them, cracking it, saying, for fuck's sake, I'll pay you two bucks, just stop embarrassing us. It's all Australian, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would have almost been better, though, if they were like... Um, a Geordie or something. Like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> ah, fuck's sake, mate. Although, if it was something you had to do every time you went to a hotel, wouldn't you get sick of it? Two bucks. Every time? Come on, two bucks. Every time. Someone's making... Do you if know you're what? going to the States... Are we going to have a Reservoir Dogs moment? If you're going do you to know the what those st- people get paid? They get paid shit. Exactly. And that doesn't bother me. <laughs> That's their job. Their job is to get paid shit. As a little Seinfeld reference, as long as if I request a no-tuck, they no-tuck, then they deserve my money. <laughs> What happens if you get a tuck and you've already paid them the money? Do you go down and then request the $2 return? I know you can't do that, but you only give them $1 the next night. Have you ever, would you ever tip somebody a note and then expect them to change it? No. No, that that would be awful. I'm going to try it. I I think I've had it offered, actually. I'm going to try it. I I gave a tip to a cab driver. I'm going to give them a $1 bill. I reckon it might have been my last day in LA and I had US dollars and I was like, well, whatever, I'll just throw them around. It doesn't really matter too much to me. And I tipped a cabbie like 40 bucks. Oh my god, he would have been like He was and it was because joking. we just had a horrible run with cab drivers in the States. Um it, not everywhere, but just this one week that we were there in LA, like everyone just seemed like they were about to get us killed. And then we and no one wanted to speak to us. Like in Australia it's kind of customary that you talk back and forth a little bit. Then we were on holidays, we wanted to find out about other people's lives. So this last guy that we got was really, really nice and he did have a chat with us. He was really you know, just drove well. He was good with our bags and all that sort of thing. And I gave him 40 and he kind of went, oh, um, uh, how much do you want back? I'm like, no, 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 have it. And he's like, no, really? Like, are you sure? How much do you want Did back? Did he cry? Like, it's yours. It, no, he didn't cry, but like he just had this great moment of like, 
well, thank you. And like was just <laughs> leapt out of his seat and had our bags. And he was like, I reckon he was almost going to help us get through airport security. Like he was just so, <laughs> so happy. to drive you home. Exactly. I'll fly the plane. It'll be okay. <laughs> like, thank you very much. <laughs> what, what's like the limit where they sort of, what's the lowest you can give somebody where they go, oh, wow, thank you. Like 20 bucks? Well, it, it, I guess it all depends on the, the restaurant, actual. Restaurant. It depends on what the food is worth. So it's more in a percentage terms. If like, I go to Planet Hollywood. Uh, if you're in New York, you want to be tipping about 20%. 20%? These days, yeah. So, if I order food that costs $150 in a group, yep. we have to give them $30. About that, yeah. Which, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, the food over there is cheaper. Like, you think to yourself 150 bucks in Australian because in Australia, the wages are higher, so the food costs more. But can I pull the unemployed card? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, but I'm unemployed. You go, you go to the States and Ash and I, you know, would have these massive breakfasts and coffees and it was 16 bucks between us. So, you throw 20 on the table and you get out of there and you're fine. Like, it's... Okay, it, yeah. In the grand scheme of things, you go, oh, whatever. It was a couple bucks. It, it doesn't... It, it really just washes away. Like, Australians, because we're not used to it, make it... Th- make it this whole big deal it's it becomes a pretty common part of life pretty quickly I'd sorry I, I just zoned out I just unemployed I don't like this I don't like that <laughs> I'm unemployed I don't like the sound you're of that. not unemployed yet you're about to be unemployed if anyone out there has a job uh, or just you know a fetish or something that Dando can pose for then please mail uh, send it in at mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com dot au is it .au? Yes. I keep getting that wrong. You do. Fourfingerdiscount.com.au. No wonder we're not getting any emails. <laughs> no, we're getting each. Uh, okay. Now, back into the mailbag. We're yep. done with the my two cents. Oh, I didn't hit you. I, I, I Normally, I pre-warn no, you, you about that. I, normally, I pre-warn you with the weird questions. This is from Jackie Ashworth-McClintock, who we've been having a little bit about. Say the name again. Jackie Ashworth-McClintock. Three times. Jackie Ashworth-McClintock. Jackie Ashworth-McClintock. Jashy Ashcock. What? Macintosh. <laughs> uh, here's one for the mailbag, and I'm not emailing it. She sent this through the Facebook page rather adamantly, and I liked it. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. I, I was a big fan of <laughs> yeah. it. I liked, I liked the kind of fuck you attitude about it. Uh, would you rather have a hand made out of ham or an armpit that dispenses sunscreen? Uh, what made out of a, a hand? hand made out of ham. Yeah. So you can always be nibbling. That's mm-hmm. easy. I don't eat pork. Delicious ham. Okay, well, for you, a, ham, a hand made out of roast chicken. Mm. And what was the other one? Or an armpit that dispenses sunscreen. Why would I want that? I'm just going to buy sunscreen. We're in Australia. Well, Unlimited chicken Sun- over sunscreen that costs $5 a jar. Sunsc- I, know I think sunscreen is more expensive than that. No. How many day- how, how many- often do you put sunscreen on? How many times have you been sunburnt in your life because of that one time we went, oh, I don't need any sunscreen when I leave the house. It's all overcast. And then the sun comes out. But if you eat the chicken on your hand, does it, cu- does it grow back straight away? So unlimited breast chicken. Pretty much, yes. Unlimited breast chicken. Yeah. Do you know how expensive that is? <laughs> you eat a lot more of it than is I it do. Is it cooked? Do I have to cook it first? No, no, no. Let's just say ah, that, fuck that, that chicken, man, you can nibble on it all your chicken life. Chicken all the way. Chicken all the way. Okay. I'm going to go sunscreen just to be different. For, for the practicality, like some of my most You'd be horrible... a hero at the beach. Yeah, you would be. It's like Homer... You just went... lift the arms up and Homer do a little twirl. Hand... Homer when he gets his hand jarred in the, in the machines. Candy and soda for all. <laughs> you with the sunscreen. <laughs> I just think that some of my most horrible memories are of times where I got unexpectedly sunburnt, and I would never have to deal with have that again. Have you seen again. the photos when I got really sunburnt when I was oiling the deck? No, I haven't. And obviously, I'll be sure to, to check them out. Oh man, I had to go. I how was your penis? I nearly passed out. What did you get? <laughs> I just I just for whatever reason assumed you were oiling the deck nude. <laughs> That's how I, I do it. I um I had to come home from work. I nearly passed out from sunstroke. 
Yeah, right. It was not good. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> anyway, so for people that are wondering why the hell that question got sent in, that was in regards to a rather obscure English comedian in Australia, at the very least, Richard Herring, mentioned his podcast, uh, Richard Herring's Leicester Square, Leicester Square Theatre Podcast, or Rahelastapa, a question that he asks many of his guests mm-hmm. for people sitting at home going, why did that get sent in and why did it get read out? <laughs> All right, we've got a couple more. We've got one little bit of correspondence and then a question, a Simpsons-based question. Actually a Simpsons An actual oh, Simpsons-based wow. question where we're going to help a listener out. We referenced it earlier on about uh, relationship advice. Yeah. Something to do with that. It was so long ago that we started this recording tonight. I don't remember what we've already spoken about. It was yesterday. About. Christina Pazzani writes in, she's got a fun little game that you guys can all play at home. Uh, hey guys, huge Simpsons fan. Just wanted to tell you about a game that my brothers and I invented on, uh, based on The Simpsons, appropriately named The Simpsons Game. We pick the most obscure character that we possibly can. I mean, really obscure. Like, not, not talking Herman or Dr. Nick. Like, literally go to someone that had one or no lines in the entire series and are never seen again by asking... And then you basically play 20 questions. So, you yeah. ask some yes or no questions to try and figure out who that they're talking about. So, for real hardcore Simpsons nerds, she says it's a lot of fun and you really have to give it a try. So, to kind of give an idea of the level that we're working on, uh, quotes along the lines of, he spelled Yale with a six. That's the chick who's from Yale, who mm. Larry Burns episode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Well, fairly obvious one, but hot stuff coming through. <laughs> so that's the sort of thing, like people yeah. that just appear once or twice. Try and stump me. Uh, okay, that won't stump you, but it's my—it's one of my favorite quotes. There will be no hospital. I'll tell the children. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's just brown water. Sorry, it's just brown and water. I can visualize what it's from. Oh, I'm, I'm gone. I'm stumped. Who was it? Uh, I have no idea. I haven't got the answer. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> That's, the but, game isn't me telling but you. <laughs> but someone says, yells out something, he's like, oh, thank you. It's just this and water. Or <laughs> That's a good game, though. I like that game. It is a good game. So just fi- try and find quotes from really obscure Simpsons characters and try yeah. and stump your friends and see if they can guess which character it was. Guess who it is, yeah. Really good. Who was that from? That that, uh, that came through from Christina Paisani. Thank you, Christina. Thank you, Christina, very, very much. And now we move on to Tom Buckland, and this is the one that I've been looking forward to for nearly a week. He sent this through just as we had finished recording last week, so I wasn't able okay. to, to get it in. Hi, four-finger discount. I, I'm going to lower my voice a little bit for this one. I feel like it's it's kind of like a... That wasn't lowered at all, by the way, in case you weren't aware. I, smooth. Hi, four-finger smooth discount. my voice. Okay. Rather than that kind of whiny pitch, I try to just level it out a little bit. Hi, four-finger discount. Love the podcast. Always the highlight of the week for me. I'm a lifelong fan of The Simpsons who recently discovered that my partner detests and doesn't understand the appeal of the show. Instead of running for the hills, what do you think would be a good classic introductory episode for a first-timer? I'm thinking episodes with an emotional focus like Lisa's Substitute might be a good starting block. Eagerly waiting your relationship-saving advice, Tom. You mentioned this to me before recording, and my initial reaction was, "What's her sense of humor? Mm. What will she appreciate? Will she like? Does she like random stuff? Does or? she even have one if she doesn't like <laughs> the Simpsons? <laughs> <laughs> like, who are you going out with? Firstly, is this Maris from Frasier? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good introductory episode. So he wants one that has heart. You know what I think you need to kick off with is brother from the same planet, purely yep. because there's a hero in their name, Tom. If that doesn't get you know at least some sort of yeah. juices flowing. When I always find that like this is more painful than it looks. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a kind of tough, strong guy. He's Tom. You're Tom. That could work. Uh, my favorite line from that whole episode 
You've been out gallivanting with that other guy, haven't you? Haven't you? <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> so, yeah, Lisa substitute. I mean, the ones with an emotional bent, I think you need to kind of go for the ones that aim higher than just being a normal... Marge, be not proud. has a great ending. Yeah, that would be a phenomenal one. Because, like, it, it doesn't... If someone's writing it off as just being, oh, it's just a silly show, and I presume if someone is, you know... If someone's not a fan of The Simpsons, it's because they're only looking at it at face value. So, you go for those ones that, even if it's not necessarily about emotion, as much as Marge Be Not Proud is, you got to go with something that's just trying to be more than just an episode. Bart gets hit by a car. The final scene with Marge and Homer in the bar. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do you know what? Um, The Chili episode. Uh, what's the name of that? El Mysterio. So, it's The Mysterious Voyage of Homer. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Johnny Cash is the yeah, fox. That, that's an amazing cartoon episode. Just yeah. from start to finish, that's really, really great. It was on like, Fox the other day. Yeah, it great. might not... It doesn't necessarily show what The Simpsons is more often than not, but it does definitely show what The Simpsons is capable of when it pushes itself. I hated itself. it as a kid, man. Honestly, I hated it. Oh, really? Because it was just so stupid. Oh, not stupid. It was so random and yeah. different to the norm. Yeah. Well, and it was tripping. Yeah. Well, I know, but as a kid, I just didn't... I was just like, I want the normal Simpsons. I didn't get the whole... Uh, okay. But now I can appreciate it purely from just like an animation side of things, just how hard that would have been to have drawn. Mm. What else would I go with? Summer of Four Foot Two? Insane about the mysterious voyage of Homer, just getting back to that though, mm. it does have a really good emotional ending. Yeah, it does. Which, which sort of gets overridden by the comical, the short shorts part. Mm. But the, the Homer and Marge in the lighthouse was great. <laughs> Get a lot of all them hot pants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would throw anything with Sideshow Bob. Which one? Any, uh, you know what? Brother from another series. Mm, that is a good one. Because yeah. he and. But he's not David Hyde Pierce. Just play off each other but so goddamn well. Would that be good though if you don't know the backstory behind Bob though? That's good because oh, Bob's that's not being true. Bob. Well, you need to. Okay, so you, you've got to watch Cape Fear. You've got to watch Bob trying to kill Selma. Yeah. And they're two great episodes. Watch season well. three through eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, you know, you watch those couple. Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming would be fine as well. And then you move into that one. So you kind of. And you probably also need to watch about 10 to 15 episodes of Frasier. Yeah. And there you go. Relationship solved. <laughs> or ended but you know look sometimes that's fine you have to go separate ways in life every now and then um hopefully that doesn't happen to yourself tom but if it does i'm sure it'll be for the best if you can show her marge <laughs> be not proud lisa substitute and the mysterious voyage of homer and she still doesn't like the simpsons she is the weakest link goodbye <laughs> she's satan incarnate <laughs> no i'm sorry this is why i don't have a, an advice line <laughs> at all this is why there's no help me four finger discount segment on this show <laughs> Don't take my advice, Tom. I'm a hum- I'm a horrible, horrible human being. But I do think those episodes will stand up. Help me, Mitch Ginter. You're my only hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're fucked then. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh shit! Out of luck, princess. <laughs> I, um, I'm sorry. I got. I, I got to go buy some power converters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'll catch you after the war. Is that it for the mailbag this week? That's it for the mailbag. This well, week. I asked on the Facebook page before we go. Uh, what everyone's favourite moments from this episode was. I'll just hit the old refresh button, the F5, just to make sure we don't miss out on anybody's comments. And I'll skim through and I'll pick up my favourites. J-E-V-A-N. Jeevan or Yeevan? Jevan? Jevan. Jevan Nylon. He's he's written a few times, Jevan. Or he's commented a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The fact that a yo-yo craze also took over my school 20 years ago for about three weeks. Yep. And we had an assembly for a travelling yo-yo group to perform. 
we never got the traveling yo-yo group. But as I said, yo-yo Diablo, we definitely had reps come in. The only vans we had was Harold the Giraffe. Harold the Lifehead which, van. Yeah, <laughs> which was which was like the highlight of the year. Yeah. I remember when you were on lunch break and the van was there, you're like, he's inside. He's here. He's there. You remember when the van was there and you didn't get to go see it? Oh. oh. When you're looking outside and you're seeing other kids go inside and you're looking at the classroom window, you're like, yeah. oh, that was once me. Oh, I learned what a cocktease was before I knew what a cocktease was. <laughs> Susan Plain, long-time listener of the show, one of the originals. I was one of the originals. Yeah. One of the real cr- the original crew. She likes Jasper's quote of when he's referencing the photo where he says, yeah. well, there might be a little more snow on the top, but uh, I forgot how the rest of that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Fiddle DD, obviously, a lot of people have commented that one. Uh, Luke Nash has commented this where he's put the screenshot of Gordie Howe saying that he learned all of his stats. Yep. Oh, and he learned who Woodrow Wilson actually was too. Oh, okay. And so did I. I had no idea he was a president. Um, Tom Hall, I don't want any damn vegetables. It's classic. Terry Betts has commented saying, Home Alone did something like this too, right, with the, the nail through the The nail, foot. yeah, of course. Daniel Stern. The um, nail in the gun? In the face? No, no, no. The nail in the foot. Um, Kevin put some like sticky substance on the steps oh, when they yeah. were coming up through the basement. And it makes the same sound. It does make a very similar sound. And yeah. Daniel Stern's reaction, while it's not fiddle dee dee, that hurt. Oh, that, <laughs> that will require a tetanus shot. It is hilarious. The look yeah. on his face is gold. That Home Alone 1 and 2 has the best slapstick comedy probably, I don't think it's been beaten since in a film. Maybe Leonardo DiCaprio on the lemons in Wolf of Wall Street. And people don't really sort of put it to this, but they're Christmas movies. Mm. Like, if, if you want a good Christmas movie to watch, I recommend Elf with Will Ferrell. Great. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever watched it? Yeah, I watched it for the first time last Christmas. I loved it. Don't you like it? No, I liked it. It just wasn't the best for me. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I laughed. I, it's know. just a... It's just a Family movie, you know, you can, you can yeah, it's a good kids, it, it, it's, and enjoy it. It's a really good Christmas movie you can put on that's not going to offend anybody, yeah, exactly. And they'll have fun. And, um, yeah, as I said, Home Alone 1 and 2, they pop, they would have to be easily my favorite Christmas movies going around. You like Miracle on 34th Street, though, don't you? I do like Miracle on 34th Street more than Home Alone. No, Home Alone 2 is better than Home Alone 1, in my opinion. Mm. What do you think? Uh, ooh, as an overall look, movie, not as, just for the slapstick part. Oh, as an over, yeah, as an overall movie, you've got. Well, in both cases, you've got the redemptive redemption story of the old person that he thought was creepy. They're, they're you've the got the exact old, same got the old man with the shovel. I guess um, the comedy starts a little bit faster in Home Alone too. Like it's straight, no, it's straight into being funny. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to do the sets, the setups. I love the callbacks in Home Alone two to Home Alone yeah. one. Yeah, filthy animal. Yeah, well, even just the van crashing into that same thing in the um in the front. You've been yard. sleeping with my brother. <laughs> you've been sleeping with everyone. <laughs> I'm afraid you're mistaken. Tim Curry's amazing. Tim Curry's amazing. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and and the tip with uh, Rob Schneider. Yes. How Schneider holds out a hand for a tip and he gives him some gum and then he holds out a hand for a tip later and Buzz gives him some some gum. And then at the very end, Kevin's like, oh, a little bit of something for yourself. He's like, no, no, I'm fine. And then he just has wads and wads of cash. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. What about, is it Cliff? He's like, Cliff. Yeah, Cliff. And then he looks, ooh. <laughs> even Moe with a gimpy leg. <laughs> Oh, great movies. I want to go watch them now. Should we, <laughs> um, should we wrap this up and go watch them? I don't know. How did we get on to Christmas movies? How did that happen? Um, the, oh, the nail. Because Terry Betts brought up the fact yeah. that the nail went through the foot. Yeah. Die Hard's still the best of all of them. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. You know what else is a great Christmas movie? Gremlins. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, right up there. Yeah, I love it. Anyway, so... As Mitch Dano's top five Christmas movies of all time. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. There's a new horror one that came out called Krampus as well. Krampus? Haven't yeah, heard of it. I haven't seen it, but um, uh, comes highly recommended by a couple of people that I know. Okay, cool. Do you recommend these, these people's opinion though? Well, it's Aaron from Cinema Gems. Oh, well then. He knows what he's talking he about. Knows what he, he does know what he's talking about. Yeah, he talks it's about kind gems. Of a, says that it's a throwback to kind of older style hom- uh, horror films. Cool. I do like that. 
So thanks for listening to our review of Bart the Lover. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, if you want to chuck a few dollars our way, we'd certainly appreciate it. Uh, fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash donate or just jump on to PayPal and just send it to fourfingerdiscount at outlook.com. You will get a shout out on next week's show. Make sure you like us on Facebook. I'm assuming everyone listening to this already does. You know the Facebook page. Check out all of our other articles on fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Follow us on Twitter at fourfingerpod and Instagram at fourfingerdiscount. And on YouTube as well, more videos going up next week. Mitch, any final words for our listeners before we get into your telling me it's home of the bat? It better be home of the bat because I'm excited for it. I hope it's home of the bat. Let's look that up. I'll be so fucking disappointed if it's not home of the bat now. You have no idea. This is going to be really funny, listeners, if it isn't home of the bat. It'll uh, it'll beat anything that I can come up with final <laughs> words. The Simpsons. Whenever I type the Simpsons into something, that's kind of... I yeah. say that in my head. Uh, they had a great joke about that with the Burns cage which was on recently, the, the episode where Smithers supposedly comes out. Oh, yeah. That, that episode was a little bit hit and miss, but they do have this joke where they're skydiving, and as the plane is flying through the sky, it flies past the words The Simpsons. Yeah. So, like, it's not just opening titles, it's actually there suspended in midair. That was, that was a really great gag. That was, yeah, that was really funny. It was one of those jokes that you're like... Have they not done that it's already? Been, yeah, like, it's been staring them in the face for the last 28 years, yeah. or, or 28 seasons, 27 seasons, yeah. whatever. And then they finally, someone finally goes, oh, they should have that. Yeah. Like, you know, that's, that's really cool. Flaming Moe's, Burns for Carpenter Craftwork, uh, Lisa the Greek, Homer alone, episode 17. Bart the Lover, Homer the Bat! Yes! Can't yes. wait for that episode. Can't wait to watch Mr. Burns' hand signals. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to trim those sideburns. <laughs> we should... Uh, no, I, I was about to say we should cut our hair like Mattingly, but I work in the public eye. I can't do that. you got no balls, man. I'd do it. I, I can't wear a beanie in to work. <laughs> like it's Why can't you just have that haircut? Just act like that was my thing yes like I had no yep as funny as that idea is and as much as I'm smiling about it right now <laughs> that's not going to happen I would do it if you did it yeah well I'm uh, not doing it then no. <laughs> <laughs> if any listeners want to do it and send a photo in it'd be much appreciated uh, thanks for listening guys and we'll catch you all next week see you guys shh